Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into my podcast, Broken to Beautiful. I'm your host, Candace, and I hope that you would enjoy this week's listen. Hey guys, I hope this actually works. I have tried to do a podcast at least three times now, and either my mic stopped working or I just didn't know how to edit and like deleted the entire 22 minutes of conversation between my friends and I. Okay. Anyway, the point is this week, which is the week of May, I don't know what it is, but today's May 5th. So Cinco de Mayo. I hope I didn't butcher that. Anyway, um, I want to talk about today common misconceptions. And you're like, well, there's a lot of common misconceptions. I'm like, yeah, you don't let me finish. Common misconceptions about struggles. That's still kind of broad. Yeah, I get it. So what I want you to do is hang on tight. Hear me out. And you'll understand why I chose to talk about this. So I hope you enjoy this week's conversation about common misconceptions when it comes to struggles. Stay tuned. Common misconceptions. So I have worked or been involved, whether it's been working or volunteering, I have been in the bubble of youth since um, college. I did a little bit of youth leading for a little bit. Um, then I worked for a, an organization that ran sports for youth. And um, I worked at a camp for youth. Um, I would never, never do camp again, by the way. Um, that's another story for another day. My friends and I, we all call it hell camp. Actually, I can't say that they do, but I do. <laughs> Although, you know, it's, it was, I want I can't say a great experience. It was an experience that I'll never forget. Um, but that's not the topic right now. That's not the point. I have done that with youth. Yeah, I worked at camps and I currently work for an international boarding school which is pretty much um, middle school, high school. And they're all athletes, so that's dope. But why is this important? This is important because there is a common misconception that I have just recently learned about. And funny enough, it's I've been learning this through interviews that I've been having. So... A lot of people don't know, but you're about to know, that I have been interviewing for jobs um, somewhere outside of where I'm at, obviously, because why would I interview for a job that I am already at? And um, But all of it has to do with youth, um, whether it's assistant teacher or a program director for youth or whatever, you know, it's all, it's all with youth. And a question that a lot of these organizations have asked me is, um, so there's urban kids, you know, around, and you're going to be dealing with urban kids. Have you ever dealt with urban kids? And I'm like, all right, (laughs) 
okay, you, you're saying urban kids like they're a total different species. Like, they're still human. They're still kids. Yes, I've worked with kids. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, urban. Because, you know, a lot of these kids that are um, in the urban atmosphere um, have kind of not so, lim- so ooh, similar stories, but, you know, they might have a broken home, a broken family. Um, they don't come from much and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, you know, um, I don't know if I've ever went down to Tampa and worked with kids that were walking down the street. I don't think that I've done that. But I have worked with kids who maybe have some behavioral issues, if that's what you're trying to get at. Oh, no, 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 that's not what we're saying. We're just, and so I realized that in these moments, in these moments, that these, these people, and, you know, no, like, no harm or no hurt or no offense to them, but it's like they think that people or youth outside of urban places don't go through things as well. And so that's why I named this Common Misconception because, um, I like I said, I've worked with very different um, types of youth before, and I've been with international youth for a long time so you know there's a lot of diversity different cultures you know stuff like that and I can't say that yet like I said before I can't say that I've worked directly with urban kids um, unless I've volunteered at something which in that case yes but like I've never been you know working for urban kids and so or kids of the urban Yeah, I, I can't say I've ever done that. However, I can tell you that it doesn't matter whether you are urban or suburban. If you're a youth, then you're possibly going through things, you know? And so that's what I just want to touch on. Like, this will not be a long podcast, probably seven minutes, because I just want people to know. Like I've said in the post that when I was announcing that I was making a podcast, I like to challenge the norm. I like to talk about things that most people don't want to talk about or don't even think about talking about and so I just want to touch on this real quick and tell people anyone who is listening um, if you're working with youth um, it doesn't matter if they're filthy rich if their parents are filthy rich if they live in a gated community if they're driving a a Corvette or Tesla or it doesn't matter if that's you know the lineage is just lined up with money you know it doesn't matter if that or if they're coming from you know living in an apartment where uh, they have to share a bedroom with their two two brothers and sisters like it doesn't matter youth no matter where you are have struggles and so without like giving too much detail the main point about this is Yes, I understand that urban kids have a different story um, than kids that typically do come from money, from money. Because where I work, a lot of these kids, their families do have money, you know. Um, but I have seen some of the most broken, broken students here with, with, with their families having so much money having so much money, I've still seen the brokenness in these kids. And, you know, um, I just, when I get the question, have you ever worked with urban kids? Because, you know, um, they're a little bit more difficult to, you know, tame because, you know, they might not have a, um, a good authority figure in their life or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, 
well, maybe my story is a little bit different because I'm working with international kids who are placed away from their families and they've been in boarding for maybe four years now. So maybe they don't take authority from random resident assistants and advisors like they would if they were their parents. But I'm like, I deal with kids who have money who do not obey the rules. I deal with kids who will talk back. You know, it just because their family, they have their mom and their dad back at home doesn't change how they're going to act, you know? And so you're probably like, this is pointless. This is a pointless conversation to have. But no, it's not. Because whether you are working with urban kids or you're working with suburban kids or whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. Youth still struggle. Youth still struggle. And I mean mentally struggling. Uh, I mean, um, sometimes their parents have money and they still split up. <laughs> and that takes a toll on youth. It takes a toll on them. And that can cause a whole bunch of rebellion. Um, some of these kids, their families, um, they just ship them off. And it's just like, bye. Go be great um, a thousand miles away from me. And check in with me whenever you need money to go get some water from the store and that's it some of these kids they have to leave their phones um, and shut off their phones when they go to, to, to go to shopping because if they leave their parents are what are you doing if you're not sticking to your sport then you're a failure I've heard and seen conversations from these parents to their kids and I'm not saying their parents don't love them but I've seen broken families um but just through a different lens so it's, it's a different lens and yes the way that you have to deal with these students are probably different than how you have to deal with urban um maybe it's just statistically true that urban kids have a harder time of behaving i don't know but i want to break that stigma i don't want people to see urban kids or again kids of the urban and be like this is going to be a harder task. This is something that we have to work through. And then look at suburban kids and be like, this is a piece of cake. Because that's not always true. Um, nature and nurture is definitely important. It definitely um, helps mold how your child will be in certain aspects. But at the end of the day, like I keep saying, youth do struggle. And the way they may handle it might be different. Um, but I just don't want that stigma to be out there anymore. I, I don't want that stigma to be out that urban kids are these prod, um, low poverty um, ends and because they don't have money like these rich kids, they do this, that, and the third because I've seen rich kids do the same exact things that people who don't have money or kids that don't have money, as much money, have done. Um, <laughs> it's just all about the kid the youth, the, the individual who's right in front of you. So let's just stop like splitting them off and making a big deal of who's different or where their upbringing is. And um, let's just focus on the future. So if you see a kid who is maybe troubled, yes, find out their, their, back, their background. Hear their story, but don't tie their story to who they are or to their outcome because... In reality, it's not fair, and it's not true, and it's not right. So, 
that's all I want to talk about this week. It's just um, common misconceptions when it comes to struggling. Uh, suburban kids might have more money, but that doesn't mean they have more love from their family. And that's what I want to leave you guys with. So I hope you guys did enjoy this quick podcast and got a little bit of a takeaway from it. So thanks. Like I said before, you listen to the broken and beautiful. This is because I believe by the grace of God, anything that's broken can be made beautiful. See you next time.